take my hand. I only offer it once. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. Why are we here? Are you not entertained? Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema Folks, your weekly movie review podcast. As always, I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price. I am joined by the Simple Opinions crew, my co-host Greg, and our producer <laughs> Shasti. How are we doing this week, Doing boys? good, yeah. man. Doing good. Feeling amped. right. Yes. Amped by yeah. this one. Got our new powerhouse song. It's hard song. not to be. <laughs> so what are we amped by? This week's movie, of course. Such as? 2000's Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. This movie was directed by Ridley Scott. It had a budget of $103 million, and it had a box office return of $460.5 million. All right, that'll do. Big hit. That'll do. This is the definition of a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. You know, the the Mm -hmm. big, powerful film with a big, powerful budget. Big powerful, big powerful swords. return. Big powerful right. lead roll. <laughs> like just it's a little better return than most of the cult classics that true, we, we touched. True, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. So like, like no, like well, yes, it's it's a larger number return, but proportionately, this I mean, sounds this is very still, phallic. This whole conversation. Well, I mean, we're talking about Roman <laughs> swords. All so. right, all right. Pretty Pretty Rome. Everything's gonna be, you know, a little dickish. Sweet, just a little bit. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so I had not seen this movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. So coming back to it, I was a little bit trepidatious because I think the last time I watched Gladiator, I was in college. And we had to watch it for a world history class. And there were a few movies that actually wound up on our list for next year um, that we had to review for uh, historical purposes. Mm-hmm. And this as wonderful short. as this movie is, th- <laughs> right. this movie is not realistic yep. in a lot of ways. Like it's it's not only anachronistic where they're like some of the equipment and the like the armor that they had was used either hundreds of years before or hundreds of years later, but the people, the historical characters in this movie are practically unrecognizable. Like, there's probably no Maximus. No, okay, there's there's good. not. There's not. I mean, <clears throat> it's like kind ins- of insert Spartacus. Yes, but yeah, not Maximus. So. Maximus is is very loosely based on like four or five people from Roman history. Mm-hmm. Spartacus being one of them, uh, and and mostly in the way that his his troops were uh, loyal to him. Mm-hmm. And then the other was like Marcus Aurelius. So the Caesar at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, rest in peace, original Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. Dumbledore. <laughs> Richard Harris. Yeah, good yeah. old Richard Harris. Um, yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, he did have a a very close friend who was who was a a general. Yeah. Um but it you know his name wasn't Marcus and he didn't murder his son. Although I do find fall. it <laughs> I do find it kind of funny that the real life Commodus was killed by a wrestler. And, and it wasn't Coliseum? Randy Savage. All right, state topic 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 here. <laughs> was, <laughs> was that in the Coliseum? No, no, no that... it was it was like in his house. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that like like I said some of this stuff was Kind of true, but mostly not. But still makes for a great movie. Yeah, I didn't Absolutely. seem to mind. I really, I, yeah. I didn't mind at all. But this movie's great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess I'll kick it off. But I um, mean, you watched it twice. Yeah, I know. I watched this almost three-hour movie twice in like twenty-four <laughs> hours. But I've seen this movie a gazillion times. But to go back, like we talk about critically mm-hmm. and check it out, there's so much more that I missed, and a lot of yeah. it had to do with. That weird panning and dream sequence. I mean, it kind of caught your eye and kept mm-hmm. you there the whole time. I think that was the intention of it. Um, but 
the camera work on that stuff was really, really good and exceptional. And also bringing back the choreography of the fighting. Mm-hmm. The end fight was lackluster because it, I think it had to be. He was hurt yeah. and stuff. But as far as demanding purpose, demanding role, mm-hmm. choreography, I mean, Russell Crowe gave a hell of a performance. And holy crap, Joaquin Phoenix, I... I've never he met a. He's like, the, he's like the the worst villain ever. Like I mm-hmm. literally want to reach through the screen and break his little scrawny boyish yeah. neck. And yeah, oh and my he, god, he definitely like, killed. It. He so does that's my, that's my interpretation job. of this movie. But like I, you and I were were talking beforehand that Joaquin Phoenix is always a good actor, but when he's in the hands of the right director, right. he gives phenomenal performances. And I think. Ridley Scott just knows how to use Joaquin Phoenix, mm. and he he does make for a very despicable character. Like it was bad. Like this is Joffrey bad. levels. Of yeah, Matrix. seriously. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying the whole time watching mm-hmm. it too. It's like especially when you take a step back and you watch this from a critical standpoint. You know, you 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 take a step away from your favorite actors, mm-hmm. and a right, lot of times right, you right. just you just see Dumbledore mm-hmm. in that scene. But when you see Joaquin act in this, it's like. It's almost bone chilling, yeah. just his character in general. But it takes you, it takes you back mm-hmm. to just watching the script, yeah. which was totally. And his madness totally. kept multiplying. Mm-hmm. And, and to start the movie, you know, he's this boyish little. He still is basically is based he's, on his. He's, yeah, he's a punk. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but how he progresses, holy mm-hmm. smokes, into like this dark lord. Diabolical. Oh, man. And Oof. I think his character has a lot to say with the writing mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Franzoni, yeah. David, who was the, the producer of the yeah. uh, of the movie. Writer and producer? Writer and producer, nice. which I think is the best like combo you can have. Right? Yeah. We, we, we talk about uh, guys, you know, um, acting and directing mm-hmm. or producing. Or directing and, and, and yeah, writing. Yeah, but, yeah. Right, but writing, I think writing and producing were – you have the whole control of the business side, mm-hmm. the cast. Right. Um, and you get to pick and choose your favorite. You uh, get to pick your favorite director. Yeah, and, whoever yeah. you trust the most in their artistic vision right. that mm-hmm. correlates with. Same thing with picking out the actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Joaquin playing this role that Franzoni wrote. Right. Is mm-hmm. it, it's a different character that that than history yeah. shows, but mm-hmm. it's. I, I I think that just writing the flick and being in control of mm-hmm. like. The right. business aspect and everybody on board with it is having like, no uh, one to answer to. That's the best right, aspect. Right. Like he's he's yeah. the dude behind a poem up and having yeah. like Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. and like the old school actors like Oliver Reed and Richard Harris and uh, Jamon Hansu, you know, like great good old Jamon Hansu. <laughs> yeah, he gave a good my man from but. Never Back Down. And I mean, don't take anything away from uh, uh, Connie Nielsen as mm-hmm. the, the the sister, Commodus' sister, Commodus yeah. sister Lucida, yeah. Lucia, Lucida, but man. Uh, overall acting, I thought it was spot on. Yeah, camera shots were awesome. Um, choreography. Well, I think it's I think it's also notable to point out that uh, so the guy who played Proximus, uh, this was his last role before he passed away. Like he was, you know, some reports say he was actually pretty sick at the time. Right. Um, like he was he was having heart problems. In the crowd. And uh, in the crowd. You know, this is his this is his legacy at this point mm-hmm. with with this generation of film like sure he was known for other stuff before but for people our age we know him as proximus and i think that's yeah. an excellent role to stand Prox- on proximal proximal Pro- proximal proximus? i think it's proximal proximal um oh that's right because it's in there is there's an s on it in in the latin on his sword but i think that's uh, a possessive thing uh, okay so it's proximo's blade yeah. the mm-hmm. wooden sword that that caesar gives him for to free. symbolize symbolize yeah. the crowd. And you'll win your freedom. Yeah, 
That drink looks real good there, Josh. Yeah, that's actually so, good. There was, there's a part in these movies where, 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 where Russell Crowe like, grabs a little bit of sand every mm-hmm. time he's going into battle. Yeah. And like it's very noticeable. And there's Absolutely. a drawback there. And I think there might be a correlation between this drink. There very much Ooh. is. Ah, there right. very much Ooh. is. There's a, there's a correlation there. There's a correlation with our boy Spartacus. <laughs> so, as Greg said, there are three notable times where uh, Maximus, before he goes into battle, sits down and feels the earth. And he lets it sift through his hand. And Maximus's character, again, somewhat based on Spartacus, the blood and sand guy. So I, I had my wheels turning, and I wanted to play with a couple of Mediterranean flavors. Your chariot. So, so I was think <laughs> I was thinking red wine yeah. and pomegranates. So what we have mm. here is the blood and sangria. Okay. Oh, yeah. a little yeah. play on words there. Ooh, so we have ourselves in this glass, obviously a little bit of ice, but an ounce of orange juice. Three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of peach schnapps, uh, half an ounce of our favorite pomegranate liqueur. I was using Pama today. Uh, two ounces of Sprite and two to three ounces of red wine. Nice. I like my sangrias to be a little on the uh, the winier side because okay. I'm a I'm a whiny little man. <laughs> but yeah, so you can you can have this drink stirred as we have it, or you can float the wine and it looks absolutely beautiful. Check out the Instagram. There's a photo of the uh, of the floated drink there. Cheers, boys. Well, we drink sangria. Win the crowd. Win the crowd, and you'll win your freedom. This is. I am very proud of that sangria. Yeah, like, good. I love a good hearty sangria, but this is this is on the lighter it's refreshing side. Refreshing too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So now that we've wet our whistles, let's go back into the. Grab some more sand. Yeah, let's Start go back fighting. into the sand pits. So. The depiction of the of the Colosseum is absolutely beautiful. I love it. Obviously, love this it. is a building that is not in usable condition today. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't twenty years ago. So, the CGI design to bring it back to its former glory right. um, is astounding because it's. I mean, if you're really looking for it, you can tell it's CGI, but it's so beautifully done. Well, even they, they kind of call it out in the movie too. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was Juba. Um, who walk as they're walking up? I didn't know men could make such things. Yeah, isn't it glorious? And like that's yeah. they're all basically walking into their death, and, and they say it millions of times. Right? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like get ready to die for those yeah. about for those about to rock. We and salute you. you know? <laughs> I think that's very um, symbolic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they would they would say that all all roads lead lead, lead to, to Rome, Rome. Yeah. Right, right. and that's on the way there. And then when he's saying like, look at you know how I can't believe somebody this was man made. It's like. Mm-hmm. All roads and lo- all roads in Rome led to the Colosseum, right, yeah, right. which was like the epitome of technology mm-hmm. and yep. construction, and that's yeah, I think that was awesome scene. Yeah, yeah, agreed, totally, totally, and it's it visually stunning, symbolically stunning, and it's kind of at that moment where Jaime Honsu and a boy Maximus are having that conversation mm-hmm. that Maximus decides he is no longer Maximus. I am Gladiator, mm. you know. And My name is Gladiator. He's not going to take up that Maximus identity mm. again until he can obtain his revenge. Right, right. From Proximo, uh, you mm-hmm. know, where when the crowd, you know, I mean, that's where it all came from. When the crowd, building up, and then it called back freedom. again from from uh, uh, Juba, um, saying, "You have a strong name. Mm-hmm. They have to kill your name before they can kill you." There's so yeah. many for this being such a historical. 
flop mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. We're concerned, right? Like there's no no meaning basically that goes into Yeah, no, no historical accuracy. <laughs> but for the for the for the tie togethers, I mean mm-hmm. it's very well put together as far as ins and outs of family members, mm-hmm. armies, um just I know it's two hours and forty minutes. It's a long true. movie. I, but, true. But you need all that time to get through it. And, and yeah. it, like we were talking earlier, Shasti, you said this movie's not two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. It's a quick mover. And to be honest with you, <laughs> like I haven't I don't know. I've seen this movie several, yeah, dozens of times. Yeah. For whatever reason, I missed the beginning every time. It's like you were just—it's it's oh, on the, like TNT or something. Yeah. But uh, it, it stands alone. Like if, once you get that part, it's like wow, this thing goes. You know, I mean, they don't give a whole lot into Max's, Maximus's past, mm-hmm. but but you get that big feeling yeah. that he is his past and he wants his past. But I don't know. It's it's, it's one all of those about going home. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And yeah. it's like the, you say the first, you know, five or ten minutes that you forget watching. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't cover much of his past, but you forget really quick that yeah, there's sure. You know, Today I saw a slave become. I saw a slave become more powerful, but right. that was when he was already. A, you forget that he was a, a general before that, mm-hmm. and they mentioned in the beginning that he was a farmer. Right. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. And his right. soldiers are even blown away. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. see you. Farming. So he's right. farmer, yeah, to a general, mm-hmm. to to a slave, yeah. Yeah. like under a farmer. Not only is he playing multiple roles in this movie, a slave yeah. to fighter, he's, to, he's held every plebeian position. I mean, in oh Rome. my goodness, look at this guy. He's a slave. You know, I don't know. He he I, does a really good job, man. I mean, just that dude. There's no in that era time frame like think about like some of these movie posters like esque of like how psh, like yeah. when the roses are falling or dust is kicked mm-hmm. up like this movie is posterized like you know what i mean yeah. every scene seems to be seems to be a, another poster mm-hmm. another like draw into your soul and i, I don't know i really enjoyed it and I, I think it's that's why i enjoyed it because it's mm-hmm. so punchy it's so to your core man like joaquin is nuts mm-hmm. he's the worst feeling like we talked about it but you wouldn't have Russell Crowe yeah. without Joaquin in this film, and they they complement each other so mm-hmm. freaking well, man. Well, and I mean, it's not just the acting. I mean, this is this is Ridley Scott. This it's is not, the guy who yeah, brought us right. Alien, you know, the most notably. But this is possibly the only director at that time, outside of maybe Spielberg, who could have brought back this genre, this sand and chariots, mm-hmm. you know, historical epic. Because if you if you think about you know, uh, older film, you know, the, Char- the Har- Charlton Heston era, they had all these biblical or historical epic movies that were in this vein. But it had kind of died off for a couple of decades. You know, the 70s and 80s and most of the 90s, it was kind of fading away. And then out of nowhere, Gladiator punches you in the face at the turn of the millennium. Right. And it brought back interest in that time period. Mm-hmm. And this this movie is important for a lot of reasons. That's definitely one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Is Ridley Scott brought this back to the forefront. I think that it's blaring or glaring the mm-hmm. whole time watching this movie now. Just the like we said, that's the epitome of technology mm-hmm. and entertainment. This is where all the people go and spend mm-hmm. their money. This is when the point in time when politics were at first side by side taking over outside mm-hmm. of like what the right, gods right, right. say you know what i mean the first form yeah. of civilization where politics are becoming yeah you know what yeah. i mean like driving war democrat yeah democrat, driving war or yeah. not going to war mm-hmm. and it's 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 distraction mm-hmm. from everything that right. they used to call it the roman about. circus yeah you know and and you know the 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 coliseum and everything that happened there was often used as a distraction mm-hmm. you know to to get people 
less involved. Right. You know, it, it was to placate, you know, unrest. Mm-hmm. It's just very, time. it's just very, no matter how uh, historically it flopped, mm-hmm. like that holds true yeah, to totally. today. Right. Totally. You know what I mean? The biggest distraction of this whole movie is the MF Doom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't rap once in this whole movie. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. No, are, yeah, like R- R.I.P. with one of the big ones. R.I.P. <laughs> one of the big ones. All caps. <laughs> no cap. No cap. <laughs> nah, I I think oh, there's there's so much to be said about you know the visual style for for Gladiator. Where like we wouldn't have gotten a 300 without right. this movie. And 300 was what six seven years later. I'm not sure. Give or yeah. take. You yeah. know. Yeah. And I think seven, the I think. fantasy genre. Russell Crowe would have been <laughs> would have suffered without this movie. I think I think the Lord You're of the Rings right. would have been different, yeah. um, especially you know uh, re- the Return of the King because mm-hmm. so much of it took place in you know on a battlefield. And granted, this movie doesn't take have a whole lot that takes place on a battlefield, but a lot of it is in battle. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how modern film was going to depict combat was really important. Yeah, um, because we're entering the era where things need to be both fun and believable you can't have this big badass who come like like the 80s you know protagonist mm-hmm. he's no longer popular this has to be maximus the fallen hero and this is a huge pivotal point for film just in general the savior of rome yeah you know and you're right know, absolutely 100 i, I have nothing but praise for, for sure and I, I yeah it kind of starts like you said starts that whole mm-hmm yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to take the words out of your mouth and no, make them better, no, but the, no, you're, you're good. Piggybacking. Someone needs to take <laughs> No, I'm piggybacking you, buddy. Jeez, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I really enjoy this movie. It's a clean watch all the way yeah. through. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's really no shaky parts. You know, everything's thought yeah. through and done well on from camera mm-hmm. work to characters to you know the production. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the writing, writing and production. I think it, it held a huge part from what Chassie was saying like being yeah. able to control the writing and how it is displayed to the viewer yeah i think Dude, there's, there's that constant dichotomy throughout the right. whole process mm-hmm. of it from that to like you said with the historical flaws to how they had to write to mm-hmm. uh, like like rewrite the death at the end mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. it's it's it was a give and take where i don't i don't feel like any of of the the gives made it worse mm-hmm. you know what i yeah, mean yeah. i feel like if anything, it made them better. There's yeah. that much, the same thing with like the cinematography you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. sure, all the pan shots of the Coliseum were were CGI. Sunset, but when they're and, on yeah. chariots and bodies are getting mm-hmm. severed yeah. in half on the in the Coliseum, mm-hmm. that's they built like a small corner of it. Right. And same thing like we saw with yeah. with with uh, the elevator and Die Hard. Yeah. How they made it look much smaller. Uh-huh. You know, over yeah. a shorter period of time, like they they like. These perspective builds. Yeah, yeah. they built yeah. a perspective. And at build the like same that. time, too, when you're talking about that that fight scene, that's where everybody knows he's the general now. He, but I'm just saying they had like a Maximus. corner of the Coliseum like built yeah. out, and they have to like, oh, we have to film it coming, cherry coming from this way this at way, this yeah. angle. There was mm-hmm. still that much with all the CGI that was there. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot that of practical. much practical. Are you saying there wasn't three to... tigers? There was only one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm saying there were more tigers. <laughs> Those were mirrors. Drop out. Those are just mirrors. All this trick in the book. Yeah, yeah, like all the way. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark has has a mirror trick like that with the snake. Is it, or is it? It's one of the Indiana Joneses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there is one thing that could potentially tarnish the reputation of this movie. Oh shit! And that is the fact that it has been 
greenlit for a sequel. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> really? Yeah. When? When? Like recently? Very it recently. It says TBA Very for recently. the... What? I was looking at all this stuff no. for... Yeah, yeah. And Russell Crowe is signed on. So, uh... The Resurrection... <laughs> yeah. So the there have been or talks the prequel or for what? twenty years about how uh, the sequel, according to Ridley Scott, was going to be about Lucian and Lucian as, as a man finding out his true heritage. Well, I mean, just that phrase leads you to believe it's Maximus is his real dad. But oh no, it gets crazier than that. Maximus doesn't show up in flashbacks or in memories or anything. He planned to either utilize time travel okay. or mm. resurrect him. So you said this is kind of a, a thing that goes back into uh, Mr. Ridley Scott's kind of repertoire. <laughs> yeah. huh? It takes like everything. Let's, and let's I really hope anymore. he's just. <laughs> so when we said really some things aren't this. historically accurate, this is. Is this one of them? <laughs> no, the, the time travel so it's part's like, real. So like we're stargating this thing? Yes. It's Stargate There's, equals. There is a leaked version <laughs> of the sequel script where Maximus. It, He's brought back uh, to life, time travels, and fights Jesus. Well, oh, that's great. That's <laughs> actually, Everybody wants to go back and fight Jesus. <laughs> that's actually, I mean, it's very Hamlet too. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. Let's so, move yeah. on. That's, so, yeah. that's terrible. That's, I don't we want to are, think about we're it. We're probably not going to watch this. Watch the sequel. Absolutely not. But what we are going to do is we're going to rate this movie. I love it as a, as a single project. So Stay here on Cocktail Cinema. We like to rate our, we like to rate our movies out of 100 tacos, zero being the worst, 100 being the best. Uh, Grego, how many tacos do you give Gladiator? Hmm. I really like it. All aspects. Good watch. 80. 80. Boom. Really? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it should be a little. High. I'm, uh, can I read? Can I? No, you can't. You're 82. Saying, you already made your order. Plus two. You already 82. Made your order. 82. 82. 82. 82. 82. Tacking on two tacos. Two tacos. The spiciness of Joaquin. <laughs> Shasti? I give Gladiator an 80. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, give oh, it, I, give an, I give it an 80. I'm harsh <laughs> on even some of my favorites, and maybe I'm too lenient on my guilty pleasures. <laughs> but Gladiator is right there. Solid B. You just turned your 80. back on the Emperor on my 80. Because <laughs> like, right, yeah, right. you stole it. <laughs> and I normally, it's funny because I normally, 82 is like my normal. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, your, it's your resting place. I give Gladiator an 85. Okay. Ooh, it would have yeah. been an 84, but I like you said, I think Joaquin Phoenix going back and watching his performance again elevates it that extra right. that extra order. That's where I was at too, yeah. So yeah. hundred. Hundred let's see what that despicable site Rotten Tomatoes has to say. Oh right there. Oh, we got a seventy seven from critics right and eighty seven from audiences. So yeah, splitting a the difference there. You understand? I do. Boom. I do. Mm. Watchers and listeners. Audience not- of the Coliseum. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to steal Are thunder there. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? That was beautiful, Mikey. That was beautiful. Drop down in the comments below and let us know what your taco rating is for 2000's Gladiator. We'd love to know why you rated it that way. Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Are we right? Of course we are. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Again, this is YouTube, and this is uh, this is podcast listening, so you guys know the drill. This has been a really good time. Greg, any last words? No. Oh, nice show, guys. I really like this one. It's fun. Mikey, what do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Oh, on the tombstone? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
my tombstone, I think I'm going to do pepperoni. And because I'm kind of hungry, I got to say goodbye. Do you understand? Are you not entertained?